All right, everybody grab your Bibles. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Everyone needs a Bible in their hands. If you're here in the room under the chair in front of you, grab a Bible. If you don't have one or didn't bring one with you, if you're with us online, grab your phone or whatever's helpful for you to be able to explore the Word of God. We want the Bible. And you guys stand with me in the reading of the Word. We'll finish this morning. We're finishing our series on Ephesians. Starting in 6, we covered the last little bit of 6 last week. So we're going to start in verse 10. I'm going to read this. We'll pray for God's presence here, and then we'll jump into the Word. Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the, uh, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done them all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as the shoes, as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Father, might that you would allow us to step into this word, that you would show us your might and power, that we would partner with you with what you have for our lives, that we would be aware and thoughtful about these days, and that we would trust you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, you guys can be seated. Okay, big, brave, and bold. I need you to be honest with me. How many of you ever got into an actual like fight or shoving match when you were a kid? Like, like kid to high school age. Raise your hand. You guys online, let us know. Say hey. So yeah. So a lot of well, you got this church is a little vicious, all right? There are way more fighters than I thought was going to be there. It's a little bit scary. Okay, so don't scrap with this church, okay? We're ready to go. Now, I only got into one scrap uh, when I was a kid, and uh, it, was, it came, literally came out of nowhere. So sixth grade, I'm just minding my own business, and a kid named Jason, it's always Jason. All right, a kid named Jason came up to me, and he starts shoving me. Like pushing me, and he's like, I'm sick of your stuff. But he didn't say stuff. He said other words, but this is PG up in here. Okay, so <laughs> I'm sick of your stuff. And I was literally like, I, I, I don't know what my stuff is. I don't know what that is, but you're shoving me. So I was like, I'm going to shove you back. 
And I was like, you know, back up off me. Or I don't even know. I don't even know if that was a saying. But I was like, I was like pushing him back. And then he's shoving it. And then like, there's this split moment where I feel like, this guy's not ready, but I'm fixing to cold cock this guy. <laughs> and then I didn't. And then the teacher came in. And so then we like immediately had to like not be fighting. And then I sat at my chair and I was like, what just happened? And then I'm just going to be honest with you. This is really vulnerable. I just started crying. I'm sixth grade. Like this was, I don't know. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. I don't know what the thing is for me. All right. But I just know like this was not, this is not, I'm not, this, I'm not this kid. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't create this dust up, but this thing is happening. And I just was, I was like crying. <laughs> then afterward, the kid was like, man, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I don't even know what's going on. All right. But I remember, but here, listen, the, the, here's what took me back. I, I did not know this thing was coming. It came out of left field. I, I didn't have, we, this was, this was a friend of mine. We weren't enemies. All right. I didn't like destroy him at Foursquare or, you know, or like on the basket, you know, did y'all play Foursquare? You know what I'm talking about with the rubber ball? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about because you guys got in fights. You're throwing these things at each other. I know about it. So, but the thing that struck me is it came out of nowhere. And I think, uh, I, I think there's a picture because what happens is that we know from the word of God that the enemy, enemy is like a roaring lion seeking who he might devour. He's looking for an opportunity. And there is a real spirit realm and a real enemy that is seeking to destroy our lives, and it can come out of nowhere. Unfortunately, the enemy is not looking to telegraph his, you know, this is the coach would say, don't telegraph your passes, right? Don't let, don't let, uh, like when you're playing ball, don't let the, uh, the opponents know where you're going to go with the ball. The enemy is not into telegraphing what he's doing. He's ready to strike at a moment's notice. And what Paul is going to unpack here for us is what does it mean for us to live in an, in, on the earth, but there is a spirit realm going on around us, and the enemy is looking to attack. And so what do we do? And I love how he leads this off, because here's what he says. If you go back to verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. There's a real enemy. He is not yet coming to say, hey, I'm the enemy, I'm coming. He is ready to strike at a moment's notice. You won't see it coming. And so he's saying, make your heart ready. And here's how you make your heart ready. Be strong in the Lord in the strength of his might. Now, I think this is incredibly important as Paul is speaking this word over the church because here's what he's saying. This text is not about you. It's not about how strong you are in any of these instances. It's not about the, the battle that you are facing. This is about the battle that God is facing for you. So when he makes an invitation, he's saying, be strong in the Lord. He's saying, listen, this battle is not yours. It's God's. So it's time to gird up or to be ready in Christ. You can go, listen, you can go all the way back to the beginning. You have a grand promise going all the way back to Genesis chapter 3. God's winning this thing. God has won 
and is fully and completely victorious over supernatural powers in your life and my life. For any that call on the name of Jesus, you have a guarantee. The victory's already won. God has decisively defeated the enemy. God will preserve and make his people ready. God will supply everything that we need at every moment. So this text is not about how strong you can be in the Lord, not how strong you can be. This text is about how strong God is and stepping into it grabbing hold of it, that God is going to be magnified in your life. He will be your source. He'll be your guide. He'll be your answer. This text is about God's strength. Therefore, be strong in the Lord. See, every battle you and I are facing right now, we are meant to come to that battle, palms up, hands up, ready to receive God's immeasurable strength. That there's nothing you and I are facing where we're supposed to get into a shoving match on our own ability, on our own charisma, in our own time, in our own way. That whatever it is that's in front of us, the Lord's saying, bring your palms up and let me strengthen you, speak life over you. Pour out my strength upon you. Why does he say that? Why does Paul start? I think, why does the Holy Spirit say, say strong, be strong in the Lord? Because what we're facing is way bigger than us, but it's not bigger than God. This is what he says, verse 12. Though your wrestle is not against flesh and blood. So whatever's coming against you, your employer, your employees, or maybe even feels like someone in your life or spouses or some political entity or whatever it is. Whatever's coming against you, it's not flesh and blood. It's about rulers and authorities and cosmic powers over this present darkness against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Listen, whatever is standing between you and life, freedom, joy in Christ is not about what you and I can see. It's about the unseen. And Paul is raising the banner saying, you have got to be aware of what's going on with the things that you cannot see with your eyes or you will, be, you will get crushed by these supernatural forces. You have got to be aware there is another reality that is functioning here in this moment. And God's strength is needed because what is in front of you is real, it is powerful, and it wants you dead. It wants you dead spiritually. It wants you dead mentally. It wants you dead emotionally. It wants you dead physically. But its end game for you is to wipe you off the face of this earth in whatever ways that he can. And I am quite certain that the enemy would be thrilled for you to be able to wake up and go to sleep every day going through the motions, but you are completely and utterly numb and dead inside. The enemy's good with that. So he's seeking for any 
angle and way to come in and to bring death over your life, for you to not be thriving, for you to not step into your God-designed purpose and call in him. He's seeking for whatever angle he can to destroy this thing. So we all have to take a step back and say, listen, what I am up against is not my spouse or my rebellious children. What I'm up against is not an income level. What I am up against is it's not about any of the things that we can view with our mind. It is against supernatural principalities that are out to kill you. And so he's wanting us to be keenly aware that it's time for us to be aiming our warfare at the right enemy. Not against people, not against institutions, because guess what? It leaves you exhausted. And we've all experienced it before. We've all tried to fix all the stuff, the relational stuff that's going a mess, the, the circumstances that don't seem to be favoring us, all the ways where we feel pressed down or pushed or not thought of or not cared for and all the things, all those things we sense and feel and they press us down. And what the Lord is saying is, hey, listen, the battle's not in what you can see. The battle's in the unseen and it's time to step into this war against what is unseen. And so what Paul does through the Holy Spirit is he says, I'm gonna give you six expressions of God's strength and power that have already been won or accomplished for you. Now hear this. There's not one of those six uh, elements of spiritual warfare, all right? Spiritual armor, not one of them that have not been already 100% perfectly accomplished for you and for me, not one of them. They've all been bought in Christ And he's saying, this is strength that you get from him. So stand firm in it. And I love what he says in verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, what? To stand firm. To stand up. Oh, I love this, man. This is God looking at you and saying, son, daughter, you are not meant to crumple under the weight of the enemy coming against you. You are meant to stand firm. And God has immeasurable strength for you for whatever's in front of you. And it's already been bought and already been purchased. That you have been fully equipped. Just stand in it. Let's start stepping into this thing because we see and perceive and understand there's a spiritual reality that we've got to face if we're going to have any movement in our lives toward what God has designed us for. We've got to step into this thing. And so the question then becomes, will you enter into the fray? Will you step into this thing? Will you stand firm? Okay, marriage is crumbling or you're wrestling with the addiction that's terrorizing you, whatever it is that's coming against you, the encouragement from the Holy Spirit is stand firm, stand up and put these on. And so he unpacks this and he says, put on the belt of truth, which I believe is this process of immersing ourselves with God's voice in his church, right? What he's saying is 
you gotta have an anchor to hold on to. When you stand firm, you gotta have an anchor. This is not your truth. It's I'm immersing myself in God's truth. I'm coming up under God's voice. And I'm surrounding, just, I, 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 I believe this includes his church that's speaking life over you. You wanna stand firm? Listen, you gotta, have the, you gotta have brothers and sisters that are coming around you, right? Because the truth is how you know right from wrong. Because the scheme of the enemy, and if you, if you get to come to our deeper class after this, if you're coming to the Ephesians class after this, I'm gonna unpack this a little more. But I, you, you gotta understand, listen, uh, what the enemy does is twist the truth. He'll just take a, he'll take a piece of the truth and twist it. And so the only way we can actually be surra- surrounded and stand, meaning the, the, the belt that keeps everything together, right? The belt's what keeps everything together, right? All right, you don't have a belt, can't keep your drawers on, okay? You know what I'm talking about? All right, this thing's holding the whole thing together. And what the enemy wants to do is come twist the truth because the enemy lies to you. And so he says, you gotta immerse yourself with God's word and his truth. Righteousness, so to put on the breastplate of righteousness, which is standing in God's imparted, and I use the word purity, but you could use the word rightness or holiness, but there is a reality that the Lord wants every one of his people to, to just be washed in, and that is this, you have been made whole in Christ that when the Father looks on you, he sees the beauty of his Son. So he's not ready to smash you because of your fallenness. He's ready to see the exchange that's been made. Your brokenness for his righteousness. And so it's critical. This is so critical because almost all spiritual warfare is actually aimed at lies that the enemy wants to say about you. How how, fall, how far you've fallen, how badly you've messed up, how weak spiritually you are. He wants to cast these lies over you. And what the Father is saying is, no, I want you to stand up and say, I am a righteous son of God, a co-heir with Christ. It's who I am. I'm not gonna crumple under the lie today. I'm gonna stand firm in the righteousness that I have been given. Not my righteousness, it's God's righteousness. Understand that. If you're trying to stand and how greatly obedient you were today, listen, you're on, that's a journey you don't want to go down, okay? None of us do. But when you and I fall short and we, we come up under the weight of what Jesus did, we be, we're made whole again, then we can begin to move forward in what God has for us. Put on shoes of the gospel, the readiness of peace, so we're receiving God's incredible forgiveness, but then also giving it away, right? This is the picture here, the gospel of peace, these shoes, right? Forgiveness is the, listen, I want you to hear this. Forgiveness is the hidden key to spiritual warfare. Forgiveness is the hidden key. The, the, at the centerpiece of the gospel is to be able to be, have peace with God. That we were enemies of God, Christ came and gave us peace. That's the gospel, the good news. And wherever unforgiveness in us exists, it is a wide open door to, to, to spiritual principalities ripping you apart. And I, as sure as I say that, I'm gonna try to look at every person in the eyeballs and I'm looking at you guys at home. You need to hear this. Unforgiveness is the open door to spiritual warfare tearing you apart. 
It's critical. We have been forgiven so much in the gospel. We were meant to give it away. That's why it's shoes. The gospel was given to us and we were meant to take it and give it away. We've been forgiven and reconciled. Let's forgive and be reconciled. I speak that over myself and all of us. And the shield of faith, believing what God says is more true and right than what the enemy says, right? This shield, these fiery darts that are coming at you and I left and right, bring on the shield of faith. There's faith, right? That, listen, there's a knowledge about God and then there's a knowing. There's a believing. And I, I, I fear far too many, too much of even our faith is knowing things about God, growing up in church. You guys that came up in the South, we know lots of things about God. We know lots of things about truth, but believing it deeply inside and saying, hey, listen, a, a, a beautiful prayer to pray is, Lord, I know all the things, but my heart's having a hard time believing it today. Help me believe. Help me believe. What a beautiful prayer. You know, God loves that prayer. If you're struggling with doubts today, if you got doubts of any kind, well, one, just welcome to the club, okay? And two, the most beautiful prayer in the world is, Father, help me believe. As God loves that prayer. He honors that prayer. He listens to that prayer. He responds to that prayer. God loves that prayer. It's powerful. This is what, by the way, that prayer, you want to you extinguish the darts of the enemy? Pray that prayer. God, help me believe today. Finally, the salvation. So salvation, the helmet of salvation, resting in what God has done, that it's true even when my thoughts betray me because our thoughts will betray us all the time. There's a confidence that comes from the security that God has saved me, that I'm saved forever to stand in it. And then finally, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God where we just declare God's word and we believe that he's preparing his way, right? The one offensive weapon is the word of God, the scriptures, the Bible, that we're not just on defense. But hey, hear this. If you want to overcome supernatural authorities coming against you, you got to be willing to move in. You got to push back, right? <laughs> when the ugly, you know, angry kid is pushing at you, in sixth grade, so to speak. That spiritual principle, principality that's pushing against you and shoving you and saying, I'm tired of your stuff. To say, I'm not, I'm not standing for that. I'm pushing back and I'm, I want to see. And the way, here's what he says, the way he says it. And the way that you and I enter into this is we pray, just pray. Paul expects that we get into the fray, right? He says in verse 17, he says, you put on the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And what does he say? Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Pray, say it, speak it, say it out loud. Essentially what he's saying is say it out loud. Whatever the, whatever the fight is that you're in, would you just, would you say it out loud and speak it? Say, this is what's going on and I'm not gonna stand for this. I'm telling you that the greatest struggle that we'll have is in this spiritual reality, this battle that's going on as we sit in the dark 
and we don't bring it to the surface with brothers and sisters and speak it out and begin to pray. Pray in the spirit and supplications and prayers and asking. God's ready for all of it to meet us in that place. You guys stand with me. We're just going to finish making this declaration. Goodness of God, but I, I, here's the reality we're all facing. The Holy Spirit expects you and I to be attacked. That he's expecting. I'm not speaking that over you. What I'm saying is the scripture is helping us open our eyes to say spiritual attack is coming. Principalities are seeking to destroy Let's stand in what God has for us, not in our own strength and his strength. It's, listen, it's his righteousness. It's his goodness. It's his forgiveness. It's all his, it's his power. It's his word. It's his truth. It's his peace. It's him, not our own strength. Father, I ask that we be able to stand in your strength, not our own, not our own abilities. We're coming up under your goodness over our lives, trusting you, believing you, walking with you, listening to your word and obey. And I pray, Father, that you would give us grace right now in Jesus' name to stand against the enemy for every way that he wants to come over us. I pray for every person here, everyone that's online. I'm asking right now, God, you give us supernatural strength to stand firm against the work of the enemy over our lives and to press forward in all that he has for us, that we will not go silently, we will not stay in the shadows, but we will move forward in righteousness. Let's worship.